Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Briar Moss can curse in five different languages. We mostly curse in English, so if you're listening around English speakers, you may want to make sure they're okay with curses. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 12 of Street Magic. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's do some self-reflection. Chapter 12 opens with Briar leaving Lady Zanadia's house, where he encounters a generation of vipers. (laughs) (laughs) Briar basically tells them, y'all should stop dealing with this lady. She's not going to help you. She's going to end up killing you. Ikram, their leader, gets super pissed at this, basically says... No, she is the goddess come down to us and attacks Briar. They have a scuffle and everybody kind of walks away from it. Briar's leaving. He's like, this really isn't that much different from the gang that I was in. I can't believe that I thought that Evie should have been part of that. And then in the middle of all of this self-reflection, he runs into the police. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, Sheriff wants to talk to you. Doesn't really want to go because he's a former thief. Do not wish to be here. But I guess I gotta go. And he notices as he's leaving that there are spies on this this road that he has just left. Somebody is being spied on. When he gets to the sheriff's office, the sheriff starts talking to him about, so I saw that you were with Lady Zanadia and why were you there? How long were you there? Did you see anything suspicious? And Briar's like, How would I know if something's suspicious? I'm a fucking foreigner. I've only been in her house for like an hour. What do you you want me to tell you? Sheriff reveals that they've been spying on her because there's been a lot of mysterious deaths. They think she may be involved. For those of you at home who are not keeping score, she probably is. Since she is practically royalty, they can't just be like, ah, we think you're involved and like bring her in for questioning. 
So they have to be really, really, really sure and have all their ducks in a row before they can do anything about it. So they're trying to get information from him. And they're like, hey, she wants Evie to come live in her house. You are going to let Evie go live in her house and spy for us. And Briar says, fuck no. Mm -mm. You've already lost four professionals. I can let a 10 year old go risk this. So finally, they're like, okay, fine. Can you pass on any information you might get from your dealings with the gang members? Because we know that you've interacted with them. And he's like, maybe. I'll think about it. I feel like it's also worth noting that they mention like the king of Sotat and Briar being born in the capital of Sotat almost spits as like, ah, that guy's an asshole. And then realizes that these people might actually like the king and decides against it. Yeah. Smart move. That could have been very bad for him. Yeah. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked about the chapter. Goodwin and Brittany, I'm really curious. Were you expecting this? Well, I mean, considering last week, the excerpt that we had was him being taken by the guards. I kind of expected it. And I knew that he didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't too much of a loop to be thrown through, I don't think. Fair enough. I wasn't expecting these people to be spying on her. That's the only thing that I really didn't see coming. I think I saw some of it coming, but it did feel very, like, very, not like coincidental, but very sudden to be like, oh, yeah, the person that's the bad person in the story is actually being watched and has been being watched by the cops for, like, years, years at this point. Yeah. Years. I think I actually kind of like it. I don't know. I just, to me, this feels like, and suddenly everything is coming together. I feel like it's too sudden for me. Like, <laughs> I wish this like would have been. I wish this would have been brought up like a few chapters earlier. Yeah, we're like nearing the end of the book, and this you can already tell this is going to be like the perfect bow to tie everything together. I can already tell she's going to somehow give away the fact that she has been killing all these people for all these years or whatever and has them buried in the garden because of course and then she's going to be arrested by the police which awesome great but it does feel like I, you could already tell where it's going there was no way to know that beforehand i don't feel like there was any hints that like the police was keeping an eye on on him you know, on Briar and on Lady Zanadia. I might be wrong, but I I don't, as far as I know, I'm not seeing any. <laughs> uh, okay, so there are hints, and maybe I just missed them all by by yeah by Indy and Molly's expression. No, no one yeah. else can see this, but they are uh, turning their cameras off or just laughing hysterically. So I'm onto something apparently, but yeah, it. it to me, it feels very sudden. I'm sure maybe when I read it, it won't be as sudden, but I was like, this, this feels very out of nowhere. So maybe I missed something at some point. I'm, I'm sure I must have, but I, I have no idea who it could be or what is actually going on. Unless, Unless it's, it's Rose Thorn? It's Evie. It's fucking Evie. I, I don't She's think so. She's been living in squalor forever. Like, there's. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's her. I don't She's... think it's Evie. I'm just playing. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm <laughs> maybe literally it's the guy that she's been working for. I, 
No, it's that neighbor. It's the, the, it's the guy in the stall across from him. <laughs> yes. He's the spy the, the whole time. I should have like, known. Fucking reveals everybody's business. <laughs> it's the perfect cover. Who, who would suspect the guy who spills everyone's secrets out loud to be an undercover cop? Yeah. Duh. Nope. Totally it's so sense. obvious now. <laughs> totally makes sense. You got it in one. Well, you may or may not be correct. We will look at this again in two chapters. I guess so, even though I have a strong suspicion by both of your reactions that I'm on to something. <laughs> <sighs> oh, good. That was good. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I had one like. I liked when the vines on his hands felt his unease. They started sprouting flowers on his hands. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, here, let us comfort you. Here's some flowers. They're pretty. Look at us. The sweet little hand plants. Let's try to distract him, I guess. <laughs> that was my only like. When Briar interacts with Ayasha, I wrote, bet he regrets healing her. Not really, though. I also really like the fact that they openly recognize they're being treated like dogs. Like she says, and we've come just like her little puppies. And it reminds me of the line from Peter Pan that's something about Captain Hook. It's something along the lines of like dogs, he treated them and like dogs, they responded. And then when Briar says, she'll eat you all given the chance. I thought, well, she won't, but her plants might. I liked the way that Briar leaves a trail for Rosethorn, telling the plants, let her know where I was. So if anything happens to me, she can come down like a fiery fury. And the fact that he just casually name drops while he's in there and he's talking to the sheriff and he's like no 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 my teacher rose thorn and they're like oh fuck <laughs> i like that there is a male character who however briefly is depicted as wearing a veil from the way it's written it sounds like it's specifically because because he's a mage but i like that it wasn't strictly a female thing cultures in which men wear veils are not as common but they exist so uh, I like that in this as well, the, there's a person that's wearing a turban and they're not immediately killed. And he seems like somewhat of a decent person. Better than the last book. Just getting to know more about the circle verse, as it were. The narration tells us some about like the, the role of women in this society versus the role of women in Emelon. I just thought that was really interesting and I liked the contrast. Briar says, never did anything lawless. Never will. That's a lie. Now that's comedy right there. That's a lie. On this, in the same vein, he gets asked where he's from, and he says, "I'm from Emelon," and she's like, "That's a partial truth." He's like, "Don't those things tell you when the truth is complicated? Like, where are you from? What do you want to know?" I also very much relate to that because people will ask me where I'm from, and I'll be like, "Well, I was born in Louisiana." But I moved to New Mexico when I was five, but my grandparents lived in Mississippi and we would go visit them twice a year. And my parents had a house down there. So we sort of lived in two states. And then my parents moved to Arkansas, but I moved to Albuquerque and then I came to Arkansas. Where are you from depends a lot on like which part of my life you're talking about. Reach 27 of the 48 continental US. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> And then when the lady says, 
that the Vipers have been a bad influence on Lady Zanadia, I agreed with Briar. Like, what? She's, they've been a bad influence on her? Yeah. Especially because their leader basically equated her to a goddess at this point. He has lost his mind. I'm sure we're going to talk about this more, but I just like the way that we kind of get into some of the the reasons behind like police corruption. One of them being the fact that the wealthy like to keep their secrets and will pay people off. In the audio version, one of the guards in this scene, he only has like one line. It's like the guard who introduces Briar to the sheriff guy. I'm pretty sure he's voiced by the same guy who voices Crane in the previous five books. And it just made me so happy to hear his voice again. I was like, it's Crane! But not really. But not really, though. (laughs) Finally, I just really like Briar's evolution in this book. I feel like he grew and changed a lot in Briar's book, but I feel like even more so. And we've talked about him butting up against Roach and like, where does Roach end and Briar begin? He faced that down in Briar's book. And we kind of had the, this is when I became Briar. But this is, like, his, like, full transformation, I feel. This is where he's finally completely shedding his former identity. And I kind of disagree with that. Because I feel like he's reacting differently than he would have had his life not taken a turn four years prior. But we see see a side of Briar that isn't briar that we know and it it's a constant vein through this whole thing you see that ruthlessness that just pure fury like there is no real other way to describe it he just has so much rage in the briar that we've seen doesn't have that he gets mad and he throws a fit but we've never seen actual rage or he until, could become a villain. Exactly. Until this book, until he gets put in a situation in which he is right back where he started. So the reason I say that I feel like he's like finally shedding that old personality is because, especially in this chapter, this is where he starts to realize like, oh, wasn't as good as I remember it. And maybe this isn't something that I want to hang on to. He's still going to have the learn. He still learned from his past. So he's still going to have those. Those tendencies. Exactly. But I feel like I I agree with Molly that he is shedding this. I also see where Indy's coming from. We will see if in the last two chapters, two, three chapters, three chapters, if he continues to show that street fury or if he behaves differently i I definitely think he's at least gonna lose i I think like the luster that he felt it was pretty cool being a street (laughs) kid and i learned a lot from it and i think he's kind of waking up to the fact that it was a pretty fucked up situation that he was in before (laughs) now whether or not that means you know he's gonna push away from that or just take the good parts that he took out of it and self-reflect and be like, hey, it's not a good thing to keep this part of my life on a pedestal when it was something bad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. The the flirting that's just completely missed on Briar. I haven't got a sponsor, a partner for dancing. And then Briar's just like, you know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm out. It's like, I don't remember asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's nice. I don't care. But she's the enemy. Her and all nobles like her. 
good god is that relevant to today's current situations i would say as is the bit where they're like you you're nothing like us obviously he's known this experience of being absolutely penniless living in the streets but i feel like even if he hadn't the middle class need to ally with the poor and help them to what you want to say in india or do you want me to say it what eat the rich yeah I can get some barbecue going. Some uh, delicious. To get some like honey pineapple glaze. Mm. Brittany brought up the uh, story about how Briar got the scars on his hand. And this has been one of my... No, you just talked about how, how you liked the tattoos. Anyway, okay. So the story of how Briar got the uh, thorn marks on his hand comes out in this chapter and this is a scene that has always stuck out for me in the series like there's a there's a couple in this book that just there's a reason I remember this book and then I also kind of like block this book from memory it's very traumatic (laughs) I love how Briar kind of recalls on this memory and is like yeah that that was a thing and people suck that was the that was the whole moral of the story of what he remembers from being scarred is people suck Mm -hmm. same fucking same briar snark of the may it please your highness i'd like to know what the charge is (laughs) not beating around the bush not trying to be like why am you I know, here? Why what is you... this about? It's what are you charging me with? Either charging me with something or let me go. Like I, I, I'm not gonna fucking deal with you. Oh, I really like the other dude's response with like, "Have you done something with charging you?" Yeah, I love that snarky. I also know that I have that snarky, and then I'm gonna get myself in trouble because I am that snarky. And I would say something like that if someone were to ever. Ask me to come into a police station. Molly mentioned the uh, don't that thing tell you when answers are complicated. I guess that is the thing about uh, knowing if someone's lying or not. How how much of a lie is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is a half truth? What is a whole lie? There's there's more truth in white lies than people believe. Well, the best lies are in fact half truths. Or complete omission and allowing Mm -hmm. you to make your own decisions because you're not technically lying you're simply Mm -hmm. omitting part of the story the whole interaction of turaba basically being like so are you one of those four mages because uh you have the name of one of those four mages and briar's just like stories get embellished but you are that person aren't you and i loved loved that part there's some uh Great, a beautiful stuff that goes on with prayer and i just love it so much right in the beginning of the chapter i liked when briar was talking about what he thought daja tris and sandry would have on their opinions on how to handle stuff like he did not want to get involved with you know what's going on here with uh, the takamari and the gangs and he's like you know i kind of just don't want to get involved meanwhile sandry and tris would definitely try to like get some intrigue going on and see what exactly is going on who's hiding what secrets and all that dasha would just be like eh, doesn't involve me doesn't bother me it's just fun to you know even though they're not here to remember that they've been friends for so long and you know we're always hanging out but they are different people and they all have different uh 
ways of approaching stuff. We already talked about this, but Ayasha getting rejected just firmly by Briar. Briar does not have the time <laughs> nor the inclination to be like, oh, hey, Briar, there's a dance next week and I don't have a partner. And he's like, I don't like you. You, you, no. Oh, you, that's you the funny thing. Friends. In the beginning of the book, he they actively were flirting with each other. And like, as soon as it was switched over, he's like, nah, bitch. I see your true colors. You can go eat a dick. I do not, not respect mine. you. <laughs> I do not respect you. I don't like you. You're probably doing this because the Taco Mary told you to anyways. Stop. Not go interested. The fuck away. <laughs> Be gone thought. Exactly. There's no time for the shenanigans. And he gets very, very upset. Not just at the fact that this is going on, but since he's been in a gang and is kind of reflecting back on how shitty it is and how they're structured, the fact that all the ex-camel guts are basically expendable to the new Vipers. And it's really upsetting for him to realize that people that he considered friends for a bit are just cannon fodder now for this big battle that's I'm assuming going to happen between the gangs and he's understandably upset about it. All that adds on to the whole uh, not interested, but on the one hand, it sucks that he's realizing it because it hurts him, but it's better that he tears off that bandage now of like, Hey, being homeless and in a gang kind of (laughs) sucks. It's not a good time. Mm -mm. Truth of the gangs is that all they are are tools to make the leaders important. This is kind of, sudden realization that really fucking blows and these kids are putting their bodies on the line not even to like better themselves but just to better someone else at their expense and they are all disposable i liked briar's muscle man when he uh gets you know kind of pushed over and starting to be choked by ikram he, he knew the guy was moving up but he wasn't like really conscious about it but his body moved kind of on its own and was like oh hey, you know it'd be good like if a guy's attacking us to pull these knives out and put them up to him to keep them from from continuing the attack good training is important for lots of stuff including the usage of firearms so train 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 yeah he roasted the vipers that was hilarious you know telling them the truth about stuff and they're like oh you don't even know anything about being in a gang and he's like no i was i was in a gang for a long time and it sucked i've seen what happens to kids it's really bad y'all need to get out of this or else y'all are all gonna be killed by the tuck mary basically whether it be directly or indirectly. Cops suck. That was another thing I wrote down. Meeting the Mutabir, who is essentially, I, I kind of thought of him as a judge, but I guess sheriff is a better way of uh, But the fact that he had four trained informants go into the Takamari's house, they died, or they disappeared with the assumption is that they died. And now he's like, you know, it would be cool if we sent a six-year-old into the house and see what happens. That, that you know, that that's not nice. That's not a good thing to do. If you... people in those positions tend to be corrupt for one reason or another, so don't expect much, I guess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. Since Goodwin ended on this note, I'm going to go ahead and say my theme was corruption. The really big one is the way that Lady Zanadia has basically figured out how to get whatever the fuck she wants including she can kill people and it doesn't matter because she can pay off everyone. We've also got the Mutabir, just good intentions, fuck shit way of going about it. Also, just the whole concept of, well, there have always been gangs, so I don't care about those people. There have always been poor people, so I don't care about those people. Yes, I'm glad you're going after Lady Zanadia. You're still not that great a person. Hey, sounds a lot like our world. Real shit. Particularly the rich people buying off everyone and getting away with whatever fucking crimes they want. Yeah, when you're rich enough, you can literally get away with anything. There's nothing that cash will not fix. Mine was distraction, I guess. Briar first is distracted so much that he gets attacked and he uh, could have died because he was distracted. He even kicks himself later. How could I have let that happen? Not been paying attention. And then he's distracted again and doesn't notice the watchmen surrounding him. Whenever he's talking to the sheriff, they basically tell him, hey, we've been listening to your conversations. And so distraction, yet again, he's not been noticing all these people around him spying on him. Twice in one day, he gets surrounded by. I know. Old old Briar would not have let that happen. Uh uh. I guess that was off day. Yeah, yeah, an off day. Zanadia fucked him up. He he had he was just chilled so much about what was going on in her house, throwing him off his game. The theme that I found was self reflection. 
And I really, really saw this in in Briar looking back and realizing like his background really sucked. The way he was brought up and what he went through as a kid, you know, living on the streets was not a good situation. And he felt kind of guilty wanting Evie to be a part of that. That wasn't exactly his intention, but the entire time when he met her, he's like, are you not ganged up? Why are you not ganged up? Like, you're a kid out here, you know, you should you should be in a gang. It was pretty cool when I was in it. You should too. See, so he slowly gets like the rose-tinted glasses kind of taken off of his eyes and is like, oh yeah, I remember when uh, we were kids and we would like kick the shit out of someone in the street. That was, oh, maybe that wasn't so cool. Oh yeah, I remember when we used to get into fights and stuff and kids would die and it's like, oh, Wait a minute, that mm, also not very cool. Oh, I remember that one time I stole something and then like the Thief King actually sent those two guys to steal the stuff from me so I would feel grateful to him. Hmm, I was used by them. That's kind of shitty. Obviously, he grew up as a street kid and that's not something you're going to leave with. And it's not necessarily a bad thing either because he's learned a lot of skills in that and frankly, stuff that's kept him alive too. Oh, yeah. It's helped him out a lot throughout these books. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing, but it's not good either. And he needs to make slowly learning that distinction of looking back at it. That kind of sucked. And I shouldn't want that for someone else. If I can keep someone from being in that position, I should try to do so. And I think that's what he's doing with Evie. There is a line, she'll eat you alive. So mine is kind of that uh, watch what consumes you. Because if we look, we see Briar... <laughs> Kind of consumed with both anger and self-doubt. There's there's a lot there that is causing him to be distracted. We see it in Lydia Sonadia. We we see what's corrupting her and what's consuming her. I mean, we saw that more last chapter. It carries over into this one. Evil? Boredom. I was going to say boredom. <laughs> have you have you never tried to make children fight each other to the death when you're bored? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I do it all the time. Yeah. I very rarely get bored. I right? don't know that feeling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Can't I relate. All the time. I am a stitch witch with more fabric than can fit in my fabric room. <laughs> very fair. rarely get bored. So I'm having a second kid so I can make them fight. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. But we also, we kind of see it with Ikram and even to a lesser extent, the, uh, the guy who's questioning Briar is you see that he's kind of consumed with this idea of oh well we have to bring her down and everybody else is basically collateral part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? I need a sec, because I didn't get one. Legit, um, like, I was like, I don't know how to take this. I don't know what. I wasn't sure what to use either, so I I just picked one last minute. I got Here. two, so I stole both of y'all's. Here, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I got one. Go the magic that I got out of this is don't talk to the police at all ever for any reason keep your mouth shut don't say shit do not be turned into a snitch nothing good can come of it the police will use you because they have the ability to to make their lives easier and you get nothing in return so uh don't don't do it don't talk to collateral yeah i guess i did learn something uh don't run from the cops because as a as a fellow brown person 
to Briar. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, don't, I shouldn't don't laugh. Do I'm it. sorry. You shouldn't laugh, but yeah, uh, no, I'm laughing. Shit. I mean, it, I, I'm saying it as a joke, but like legit, like actually, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things as a brown person, like yeah, probably don't run. Just like, mm-hmm. hey, look, yeah, hands are empty. Ha. <laughs> Look, I'm doing jazz hands. Mm. All right. Yeah, not funny. Um <laughs> no, that would that one frustrates me because I'm just like, yeah, but it matter. Like, <laughs> if I get pulled over, like it, it is legit a thing. I'm like, you have to learn how to get pulled over. You're like, okay, I'm gonna stop the car, turn on the hazards, take out the keys, put them on my dashboard, hands on top of the wheel, and don't reach for anything. Just sit until they come up to you because it's just something that like my parents told me like yeah like don't don't be reaching for shit don't be you know even having your car in the ignition leaving your car on could be an issue be cautious around the police that's all that's all i got mine is when the sheriff guy is like it speaks to the generosity of your heart that you've taken this girl in but know this for every girl lifted from poverty there are 20 more to take her place no one could save them all not that you ever bothered Briar thought, but he kept it to himself. I want to be more like Briar. Think about these people more often. Try to be more generous. I know I've talked about that a lot already in this book, but I, I just definitely want to be more like Briar. I wrote the same thing that I did last time, which is do what's right, not what's easy. Because once again, Briar finds himself in a position with someone in power who could probably kind of fuck him up one way or another if he responds in a way that displeases that person and again it's over evie and he's like no i'm not gonna let them do this to evie basically risks his reputation or whatever like he he risks himself to make sure that she's okay see Um, it's love it's love it's cute There is there is more than one type of love. I know, love is but not it's not strictly so... romantic. Exactly. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. <clears throat> Brittany, you took one of my two. Um, you can expand on it more if you'd like. Well, I didn't really say a whole lot. It goes hand in hand with the uh, line of keep to your own and keep your nose in your own business and not someone else's because you have to know when uh, your own is more important than saving everybody else, but you also need to be aware of everybody else. There's a contradiction there. There's a huge ass contradiction there. And I'm aware. I'm one of those people. I feel like every little thing is personal tragedy. One of my friends going through a rough time, like I feel that so immensely because they are my friend and it is my business because they're confiding in me or they're choosing to be around me or letting me in on this. It's okay to feel bad or to want to help, but you can't let that consume you at the same time. Because if you just get caught up in everybody else's tragedy, where's your own? It's the same, but it's the opposite of what Brittany said. (laughs) Yeah, worry about other people, but you kind of got to know when to draw a line and say... I got to keep to my own business and keep my nose down and stay out of everybody else's. Indy with the straight up contradictions every week. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I like about our group, kind of referring back to the beginning, is that, you know, we're all really good friends, but we all have, you know, different viewpoints on stuff. It's really good to get together and see what we pull out of the same text. 
yeah. It'd be very boring if we all had the same viewpoint. Yes. This podcast would be five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. We yes. wouldn't get we wouldn't get some of the gems that we get out of this. <laughs> we all had the same view. Yeah, we wouldn't have Brittany and I arguing ferociously. <laughs> all the <Yeah>. time. <laughs> At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt from the following chapters. So this is an excerpt from chapter 13 of Street Magic. The house on the street of Hares was quiet when she arrived late that afternoon. A lone cat, Briar thought it was the brown tortoiseshell Asa, napped in the middle of the dining room table. Looking at her in decent light, Briar realized she was pregnant. Wonderful, he muttered, dumping his packs and parcels on the table. Rosethorn, he called. Asa looked up at him, meowed a complaint, then went back to sleep. Workroom, shouted Rosethorn. Evie? He walked toward the kitchen. In my room, Evie called. She sounded cross. Briar reversed course and went to the door of Evie's new room. An invisible force halted him at the threshold. He looked down. A thin line of green powder lay across the sill. Touching it with his magic, he found it was the hold-all mixture Rosethorn kept in her stores. There were also lines of it across the windowsills. Evie sat against the far wall in the middle of a nest of cats. She was toying with the stones she had brought from home and pouting. What did you do? Asked Briar. He fought to keep a grin off his face. I didn't mean anything by it, Evie whined. She had her nose in the mouth of a jar of must-sleep powder and was about to inhale, Rosethorn said tartly from the top of the stair. She stood with a jar braced on one hip. I told her not to go poking in the workroom. I wanted to know how it smelled, grumbled Evie. Briar shook his head. And if you'd taken a big whiff, you'd be asleep for months, he informed her as sternly as he could. You have to obey Rosethorn. She mostly doesn't give orders without good reason. Mostly, Rosethorn murmured, coming down the stair. Briar stepped aside to let her pass just mostly sometimes you give orders to be crotchety <laughs> nice that, that's some strong shit months asleep months. yeah that's oh nuts. my god god i wish that were me though I thought it was just, he was gonna say like a couple days maybe but months fuck reading circle temple is produced by us molly Brittany, indy and goodwin if you like the show tell your friends about us if you don't like the show tell your enemies <laughs> please leave us a review on apple podcasts or tell us what you think by emailing us at temple of reading circle at gmail.com find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the reading circle temple on soundcloud never miss a post by following reading circle on tumblr you can also follow reading circle temple on facebook and join the reading circle temple facebook group See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week.
Chapter 12 opens with Briar leaving Lady Zanadia's house, where he soon runs into a pack of vipers. I bet you didn't know that vipers traveled in packs. They do. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I suddenly want to like look up the collective noun for vipers. All in it, hold on. <laughs> vipers is... I mean, or snakes, if we can't find vipers. It's probably like a slither of snakes. Um, pit nest or den seems to be... The... Oh, and den is a good one. Den, den vipers, is a good yeah. one. Right. But it's a generation of vipers, by the way. <laughs> Generation or nest tends to be the most accepted for vipers. Hmm. Uh, anyway, there you I, go. I like, can I say generation even though it makes no sense to anyone? <laughs> yes, because it is the correct collective noun for a group of vipers. As long as you leave this part in, it'll be fine. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.